Let's do it now. Turn up the volume nice and loud. Because we are controlling transmission with dance beats and RA. You're in the mix with Lil Drummer Girl. With your host, Dawn Marie. In the mix. In the mix. Dawn Marie. Hey, it's Dawn Marie here. I'm so excited because today I have a super special guest, Alan Childs who is an amazing drummer. He was born in New York, and he moved to Brooklyn, my own stomping grounds, and Alan got into the music business after seeing the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan Show. He started to actually make a living playing drums at 16 years old, and he went on to play with artists such as David Bowie, Julian Lennon. He's toured on Broadway with shows like Tommy, The Who Story, Elton John's Aida, Rent, and he's currently performing on the Rock of Ages at the Las Vegas Rio Hotel. And I am so excited that he took time to to do me the honor of being here tonight. So hi, Alan. How are you doing? I'm great, Don. It's uh, very nice here in Las Vegas today. It's uh, 82 degrees and sunny and dry as a bone. (laughs) How long have you been in Vegas now? It's about a little over three years. Uh, I did the Rock of Ages Smash first national tour in 2010, and it lasted for about two years, and I got the call from Vegas. If, uh, they wanted to know if I'd be interested in relocating. And at this point in my life, I kind of did want to stop living out of a suitcase and, <laughs> settle, and settle down. And uh, I took a gamble. Of course, it's Las Vegas. But I gambled on the show <laughs> r- running, you know, because a lot of shows come here and they tank after like two or three months. But uh-huh. Rock of Ages is, seems to be the perfect show for Las Vegas, and it's uh, over three years now. Wow, that's awesome. I, I mean, I was thinking of the title, Rock of Ages, and that's a Def Leppard song, right? Yeah, the song is not in the show. Yeah, originally... They they wanted the song in the show, but Def Leppard refused. Really? Yeah, but I, I believe when they saw the success of the Broadway show, I think the song is in the movie version. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, do you play seven nights a week? That's correct. <laughs> wow. Play, oh, that's insane. Yeah. That's, that's so, pretty, yeah. Wow. And how many hours is the yeah. show? It's only two hours. So you know, two hours. Say, you know, <laughs> they say you work, you work every day, but if you really think about it, I'm only working two hours. Yeah. That's I mean, it's high en- a high energy two hours. But it's exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, I know playing, I, just, it's so strenuous to me. I mean, I, I just, I just think it's it's amazing to have that kind of stamina to play every night. Um, so how many sticks do you use it within a month? I can only imagine how many you go through. Oh, that's funny you say that because we reordered yesterday. Um, I go through about, they call it a brick, which is a dozen sticks. Uh, they call that a brick for some reason. And uh, I go through about a brick every three weeks. Oh, wow, okay. That's a lot of drumsticks. <laughs> That's a lot of sticks. Some of the cast <laughs> members uh, ask me to keep the sticks on the side, and they take them home for, uh, like, firewood or 
One guy does a sculpture with the drumsticks. I mean, it's unbelievable. Oh, wow. I'd love to see that. That must be pretty cool. Yeah. Yep. Does he have anything online? or uh, What's his name? Oh, that's uh, Robert Clark. He's one of the actors. Um, I could, I'll get a picture. I, I can get a picture. Uh, I don't oh, know yeah, I would love to see that. So tell me something, like when you're out there performing, if you have any mistakes, how do you handle, how do you handle that? Mistakes? If, if, I'm sure you don't make any, but if you did ever, like even in your early days, if you were making mistakes, like how did you, how did you handle that? Well, I got to tell you, in my early days, I don't remember making mistakes, but uh, occasionally now, on Rock of Ages, maybe it's because I've been playing it for so long. You know, it's like, uh, like total, it's almost six, it's six years, including wow. the, the, tour, the tour and sitting down here in Vegas. So every once in a while, and this happens to everyone in the band, uh, you know, your mind starts to wander. And like, you know, you could be playing, we're not going to take it. And you're thinking about, did I buy Nutella when I was a kid? <laughs> I'm not sure. You know, <laughs> and, and, you know so, uh, and you might slip and actually go to the wrong section or forget where you are in the song or, you know, so that happens very rarely, but it does happen. And uh, I'm pretty good at catching my mistakes and just continuing like nothing happened. Except the oh, band yeah. will know, you know, so the band knows. When right. <laughs> right, but the <laughs> audience will never know. <laughs> exactly. Um, do, you, do you read, uh, do you sight read while you're doing the show or is it just all done now just by, uh, you know, Well, all Broadway, yeah, yeah. All Broadway shows have char- a book of charts. And so, uh, like all the shows I've ever done, for, uh, all the Broadway shows I've ever done, I've always started out reading the charts. And the beginning of a tour or the beginning of a run of any Broadway show, I am reading the charts maybe for a month or two, the wow. longest, maybe two months. And then I memorize it, and that's that. So I haven't looked at a chart for this show in six years. <laughs> Oh, wow. So how often do you practice, like, and for how long do you practice? Or do you not practice anymore in between shows? I I do not practice, but I do warm-ups. And what do you do for your warm-ups? I just, before I leave for the show, uh, I have a cup of coffee, and I sit and watch the news, and I just play on a practice pad and get my my wrists moving. That's all. And just just to, like, loosen up. Uh, maybe 10 minutes, that's all. And then when oh, wow. I, feel, I feel loose, I'm done. Nice. <laughs> I like to do that. <laughs> so, I mean, how long did you tour with David Bowie for? I did one tour with him, and that lasted just about a year. That was that through America, or was that... I'm sorry. Yeah, that was in 1987. 87, okay. And was that in the U.S., or was that both U.S. and overseas? Or That was uh, worldwide. Nice. Wow. I remember I worked at Rocket Cargo, and they would handle all of the uh, logistics of shipping the, um, 
the concerts from place to place. And one day they were like, oh, David Bowie stuff is coming in from a party that he had. And he had oh, wow. some amazing, <laughs> he had some amazing props that he had. And I remember taking some photos with them thinking, this is fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I actually remember Rocket Cargo. Oh, you do? Yeah. So do you know yeah. Steve Bernstein at all? Uh, sounds familiar. He was one of the owners, him and his brother. I forget his brother's name. But, um, yeah, I was an assistant vice president there for a very short stint after I left uh, Polygram Records. And um, it was cool. <laughs> one day, U2's car came in from the Zeropa tour, and it was all mirrored like a, like a 1957 Chevy or whatever it was, you know, convertible, and the whole car was mirror chipped and uh, <laughs> leopard uh, fur seats. It was really fun. And I definitely took, I wore like an, a leopard outfit that day to go to work and sit in the car and take photos. <laughs> just like, you don't see that every day. No, no you don't. So you, you work for Polygram? I worked for Polygram in the merchandising division for a short while, and before that I worked in MCA Music as a publisher, uh, for three years, and then I've always played drums since like I'm like 19. I, I actually learned drums through the drummer in the orchestra of a play I was doing for the on the Roof. I was a dancer in the orchestra in the uh, chorus, and uh, I met him, and he actually let me get on his set and play because I said I always wanted to play, and <laughs> and um, so it's pretty funny that you've done a lot of Broadway stuff. I mean, that's awesome. It's a lot of yeah. it's a really stressful uh, run. I mean, you did two shows a day, didn't you? Uh, on the Broadway thing, you only did on the tour Saturday and Sunday. You did a matinee and an evening show. Just oh, okay. Sunday. Okay. Yeah. That's a lot did you know a did you, did you know a girl named Sherry Ring? She worked for Colum- I think CBS for a long time. Sherry Ring. No, actually, I worked at Sony, but it was after CBS Records turned to Sony Music. Oh, okay. And so that was worked there for a little bit. So I, I started in the business, I guess it was around 88 okay. when I actually started working for the label. But before that, um, I did like, I was <laughs> 16 years old, I tried uh, managing a, a, a local rock band, you know, and I thought, who am I? <laughs> but hey, I loved music. So um, yeah, but anyway, yeah. let's get back to you. You were trying to find the next Eagles, huh? Oh, yeah. Actually, you know, speaking of the Beatles, I actually got to administer the Beatles catalog because Michael Jackson came to MCA Music to administer his uh, catalog. And I was blown away because uh, I have a sister who's 16 years older and she turned me on to this Roger Peckford album. I was playing drum parts in my head at three years old, you know, on her hip. And here I was administering their catalog thinking, oh my gosh. And then with Julian, you, you toured with Julian too. Oh yeah, I did two tours and albums. Nice. And uh, do you stay in touch? Yep. Awesome. How's he doing? Pretty good. He's really into photography lately. I, I saw that last year. I saw you did a show in New York, and uh, I met him a few times uh, way back in the uh, 80s there, and um, he was a really cool dude. Yeah. Really cool. He's a good guy. He was here in Vegas about maybe a year ago. He came by. Um, it was Whoopi Goldberg's birthday. And oh wow! Friends, <laughs> friends. I can't believe it. And uh, he texted no. me. I was at I was at the show, and uh, I just finished. And he said, "I'm across the street at Treasure Island." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. What a surprise! 
you know? Yeah. Oh, that's really great. I, I would love to say hi if I get a chance. To, it's been a long time. I told him a joke once, and he, he liked it a lot, and I heard that he was uh, <laughs> repeating it <laughs> to other people. So I thought that was cool, that he liked one of my jokes. Uh, uh-huh. I like dirty jokes. What can I say? Oh. <laughs> I'm bloody. Uh, everyone, everyone does. Uh, no, what's your favorite? Miss, I'm sorry? No, I was saying I miss those China Club days. So do I. I was going to say the same thing because I don't know if you – did you ever get to the new one? I never got to the new one when they moved from the Beacon oh, area. No, I, was, I was already out of town working too much. <laughs> yeah, I get yeah. that one. I did, I, know. I did get to go – I got to go to the opening of the Florida – of the Miami – China Club back in 87. They opened one in Miami? I didn't know that. Yeah, because they waited to open until the Bowie tour got to Miami. Ah, that was smart. <laughs> that must yeah. have been great press for them. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, and someone posted on a, on a posting in Facebook recently a picture of David and Mick Jagger and that picture is actually at that China Club in Miami. Wow. Wow. I mean, they don't still have one there, do they? No, no. I don't know. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's a long time ago. That was a long time ago. So um, what is your favorite drum kit setup? I have a pretty standard setup. Um, I use one, one bass drum with a double pedal. On this kit that uh, I just recently got, which is one of those um, see-through kits, the acrylic. Oh, nice. Yeah, Tama. I have a Tama acrylic kit. And uh, I'm waiting for them to, to get, make a 13 Tom. But right now I'm using uh, a 10, 12, 16. Nice. And do you have a lot of percussion around you as well? No, I just have like a belchery. Chimes, okay. like chimes. That's it. Uh-huh. Cool. Oh, what is your favorite? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, tambourine I play, too. Oh, nice. The, um, what is your favorite cymbal company? I, I don't have a favorite, believe it or not. I'm using Zildjian, Sabian, and Tasty. Tasty. Oh, wow. So using all, yeah. Very cool. And what size uh, six? What size six do you play with? I'm using a Jackie Shep, uh Vic Firths. Oh, Vic Firths? Cool. Mm-hmm. What's the weight on those? Not too heavy, but they're they're a little longer than the normal stick. Just a drop longer. Very cool. Do you do you get anxious at all or nervous before going on stage to play? Mm, no. No. Never? I mean, you know, like the first show with David or the first show with Julian or, or Rod Stewart, whoever, you know, just at the maybe the very, very first show, I might be a little nervous. But once we start going, uh, it's full steam ahead. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> to this day, every time <laughs> I'm in front of an audience, I get like butterflies. I, I just get so nervous. <laughs> uh, what is your favorite? Are you, I'm sorry. No, are, are you playing now? Are you playing in a band? Or? 
I know I never went into the band thing. I always wanted to play just for fun. Um, but, but like my first, uh, live gig, you know, Steve Longo, the, the play with yes, Leslie West. Yeah. yeah. Well, he was having a birthday jam and he knew I was a drummer and he's like, Oh, you got to come down and play. And I had just kind of just started to play on a kit and got my first kit. <laughs> and, and I'm thinking, really, this is crazy. So he's like, Hey, yeah, pick a song to study it. You know, I had a couple of weeks. So I thought, okay, I'll do it today. It's your birthday by the Beatles <laughs> and practice that song for two weeks. And I, I get on this, the, uh, they call me up that night and there was Spodiotis. You remember Spodiotis at all? I do remember that on the west side, right? Yeah, exactly. So I used to promote a night there on Tuesday. I had a production night that I was doing with my fans getting up there and stuff like that. So I go and uh, I get on stage. I'm with Ace Freely and uh, Dion was there. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I can't believe I'm playing for the first time live in my life. And I've got like these mega stars <laughs> on stage. And um, oh, wow. They they changed the song on me. They're like, oh, we're gonna just do some like jam, and I'm thinking, are you kidding me? <laughs> so I was freaking out, and they uh, <laughs> we even did some like blues rest or what have you, and and they kept me up there for like three songs. So I thought, well, I guess I didn't suck. <laughs> they kept me up there for three songs. So and uh, I was just, what's that? Wow, that's excellent. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. It was. Uh, such a memorable evening. And then Jen Nelson, do you know Jen Nelson? Do you remember when he used to hang around a lot at the China? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, he was there, and we were friends, and I come off the stage, and he came running up to me. He's like, oh, my God, yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> I was like thinking, this is surreal. Like, can somebody pinch me, please? Because this is crazy. But, um, um, no, I don't play in a band. I just play out. Like, if I get a chance, somebody invites me up, I'll play. And, you know, it's just for fun. It's just a hobby. Yeah, yeah, event. that's cool. That's cool. I, I do remember Spodioti because one night uh, I was hanging out and John Waite was there and I used to play with John. And before I knew it, we were up on stage and we did like a, a mini a mini set. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I can't remember the guy's name who, who ran that place, but I think uh, one of the partners opened something up in Miami somewhere. And I think it's still there. I forget what it's called now. Uh-huh. Also, um, I think the guy that owned it was a guy named Jerry Brandt. That's right, Jerry. And he used to, he used to do something with Studio 54. He was the owner of the Ritz. Oh, that's what it was, the Ritz. Okay. <laughs> yes, I remember. Uh, he would have these great I, parties I, on his rooftop. Did you ever go to those? Yep, yep. And the only reason I know him... Because I usually, I never look to be friends with club owners and stuff like that. But the reason I knew Jerry Brandt was when I lived in Brooklyn, when I was growing up in Canarsie, Canarsie, Brooklyn, um, uh, his brother was in one of the very first bands that I ever saw. When I, like when I saw a band play live, his oh, brother wow. was Stewie, Stewie Brandt. And they were in a band called the Lundy Beats, and they played in the local music store windows grand opening. Wow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That, that's wild. Yeah, so, his, so Stewie, um, his brother was Jerry Brandt, and that's how I, how I knew Jerry. And when I was just a, a punk kid, Jerry Brandt <laughs> owned the electric, he owned the electric circuits. No, he did. 
did? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I did not know that. And oh, I wow. was definitely, uh, I was underage, and Stewie Brand took us to the electric circus. <laughs> I, I, all I remember is I just didn't understand what kind of world I was in. You know, it was like lights. It was dark, but there were spinning lights, and it was the craziest thing I'd ever seen in my life. But I, you know, I was just a kid. But <laughs> and it all began. Yeah. <laughs> Well said, and it all began. <laughs> so um, your show is called uh, Psychedelic Circus. You have a TV show that you do now, right? Yeah, yeah, a little internet show. It's so much fun. And that's on the, the Vegas All Net radio station? No, that, that, that's, that's change stations. Now it's on uh, WWDB Corporation, and uh, it's always on my Facebook it, it's uh, there's a link on it now um, that shows about pretty much all the bands that I like that I uh, all the bands that I grew up listening to and all the bands that I like now. And I, I talk about each band. Uh, the show's a, a little under an hour and I okay. it's like, uh, like the old MTV. Oh yeah. I miss that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so tell me something. Um, what do you do when you when you're relaxing? Like, I mean, what do you do to just because if you're working seven days a week, even though you only work two hours a day, you still have to, you know, be be on on at all times when you're playing. What do you do for fun to just chill out and relax? I hardly chill out and relax. <laughs> I, I mean, I I my day revolves around the show. It's like I have to uh, keep my days so I don't burn myself out for the show. I hear you. So, so, so. I, I, I've got a pattern now. I, I got it down. And how that, what, what my typical day is, I get up, eat breakfast, and go to the gym in the morning. And I get that out of the way. And, and then I do some chores, you know, if I have to go to the store. And then I will take a nap around like four or five o'clock, like for a half hour, 45 minutes. And then um, fresh for the show. I'm fresh for the kill. You know? Nice. I, I, nice. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes in the afternoon I might record because I do my own stuff at home. And sometimes I'll do that after the show. And that's so are you up all night to like, until five in the morning kind of a thing. And you know, when the sun's coming up, you just go to sleep. No, no, I can't do that. I, I won't, that, that don't work. I'll, I'll do that just very rarely. But uh, right. even if I come, but I get home early after the show, my show starts at seven thirty. I'm out of there by nine thirty. I'm home by 10. So oh, wow. if I want to, re- yeah, if I want to record, you know, I'll do four hours and go to sleep at two or something like that. Nice. That's a great schedule. Not too bad. Yeah, yeah, I got it down. <laughs> so I, I have to like touch on this because I'm a huge vinyl collector myself, but is it true that you had once had over three thousand record albums? Uh a little under three thousand. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. How young were you when you bought your first record? Do you remember? Yeah. Um my first record was Get a Job by the Silhouette. 
It was like uh, <laughs> kind of like the end of the doo-wop days, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, and believe it or not, I think Al Cooper had something to do with that record. Oh, wow. He might have played piano on it. But uh, I, I remember my early singles were like um, the Marvelettes, Please Mr. Postman, Beyond oh, yes. the Belmont, Beyond the Wanderer, and the Four Seasons, right. Sherry and Ragdoll. Uh, anyway, I started collecting, so that was like uh, mid-60s, and by the 80s, I had uh, just about 8,000 LPs. That's amazing. So do you play any... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you play any other um, instrument besides drums? Yeah, yeah, I play guitar, keyboards, bass, and vocals. Oh, wow. Did, did you study them through school, or did you just pick them up on your own and just started playing them? Yeah, it's so weird. I just picked it up. Wow. So you're a genius on top of it all. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, Don, Don, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> no, it's really tough to, to teach yourself anything, let alone different instruments with notes. I mean, that's, that's really tough to do. Yeah, really but to see, the thing, the thing is, I don't know the notes. I just know how to play. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. So, here's a couple of personal questions. What's your favorite food? Uh, it's a tie between Japanese and Italian. Cool. And what, what would you say is your favorite travel spot? My favorite what? Travel spot. Oh, uh, well, I used to like going to Europe a lot, but um, I used to like Spain. I like Madrid nice. a lot. Yeah, but I I spent my whole life traveling, and now for the past uh, three and a half years, I've been in one spot for the first time in my adult life. And wow, I'm how does that feel for you? Yeah, I'm I, I'm enjoying it actually because I guess I spent my whole adult life on the road that being home is kind of like a novelty. <laughs> yes. And, um, no, that's awesome. You know, yeah, but I'm getting used to it now and uh, I'm enjoying it. Well, I think you're entitled to have that place that you can call home and come home to and have that stability. Cause I, I can only imagine I, uh, I used to work with the NHL and I used to have to travel um, on the road for the broadcasting team and, deal with the Stanley Cup final, so we were on the road for two weeks, and it used to drive me crazy, because we're going from one city to the other city, and I thought to myself, I want my own bed, I don't want to sleep in a hotel room anymore, I don't want room service anymore, and it's really, I can only, I can't even imagine doing it for as long as you've done it, that's got to be really uh, amazing, <laughs> just keep picking up and moving, keep picking up and going, I've never experienced that. Yeah, well, I got so used to it, in the, um, in the early 80s, I started traveling, and a- as the years went by, the traveling got better and better. Like, the hotels went from <laughs> Hotel, Hotel 6 to the Ritz-Halton. So, you know, I started enjoying, like, the Four Seasons Hotels and the Ritz-Halton. <laughs> and and uh, I- that's all I knew. I was like, this is it. I'm fine moving around like this. Well, hey, if it's five stars or better, you can't be beat. That, that works, definitely. Especially if you could get the masseuse to the room and, you know, get a massage before you go on. I mean, that's got to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and let, let's, not forget, let's not forget that, uh, you know, I had a drum tech, so I didn't have to 
travel my drums and set them up. You know, like nice. someone did that for me. It was a dream come true. It was. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's probably. <laughs> I think that's probably the biggest reason why I never decided to be in a band because I didn't want to do that every day. <laughs> I just said I can't. That's not for me. <laughs> I don't want to do it. It's too much work. Right. <laughs> So what would you say is your favorite genre of music when you listen to, like, when you're home? Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one because, I, I mean, I could listen to the Beatles for, like, three days, but then I won't listen to them for a year. And then I'm mm. going to, to fusion, you know, like Chick Corea and oh, yeah. Alan Holdsworth and Tony Williams' Lifetime and all that stuff. And um, uh, I'll get into The Who, uh, get into some R&B, and I get into some some jazz, you know, uh, nice. I, I, I like everything. So I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Chick Corea, he actually showed up as a, uh, unannounced guest at the, uh, Clearwater jazz festival that we have a big jazz festival here, uh, which is beautiful. If you're ever in the area, I think you'd really enjoy that. Uh, it's on the water and it's just a great place to see a, a whole weekend festival. But, um, I was like, yes, Chick Corea is on It was just great. I think he played uh, right before Earth, Wind, and Fire got up there or something like that. And um, oh. I had never seen him live, and I've only listened to his albums, and I was just like blown away. Yeah, yeah, he's amazing. I I remember um, there's a performing arts center in Clearwater, right? It's like a, a whitish building. Uh, Are you thinking of the Capitol Theater? It's not a tropical Oh, theater. no, it's the Mahaffey, the Mahaffey Theater? Yeah, I think that's it. It looks like oh, the Lincoln Center kind of a feel? Yes. Yes, the Mahaffey yes. Theater. Uh, that's in St. Petersburg, downtown St. Pete. It's a beautiful okay. theater. Yeah, very nice. Right. <laughs> I'm so excited to see that that was here. Because moving from New York to, to Florida here in Tampa and St. Pete area, I, I, I was very <laughs> intrepidations about making the move, but I just thought, well, New York, kind of runs its course after a while, as you would know, in a big city, you start to feel like, okay, I can't breathe anymore. <laughs> I need some space. I need to like just decompress a little bit. So um, the move, thankfully, you know, Tampa's got some really great restaurants here. They have some really fun things, which it's not like I'm in the boonies, you know. <laughs> and uh, if you ever get down this way, please, you know, give me a buzz and I'll point you in the right direction. Uh, yeah, to go. Cool. Yeah, some of my friends mentioned to me, like, you know, Vegas, man, what are you doing there? But, you know, they have some of the greatest restaurants here. And, uh, oh, yeah. if you, and if you like nature, I live 10 minutes from the Red Rocks Mountains. and like Oh, those are beautiful. Yeah, it's amazing. And then, you know, if they hit me with there's no culture, I'll say, well, I get on the plane and come visit New York. <laughs> That's right. And uh, now there's so many flights going back and forth every day. It's it's amazing. You have your you have your pick. Yep. Yep. One other question I have for you: for for those listening out there today who are like trying to break into the business or they're just trying to become artists and get their brand out there and become successful, do you have any words of wisdom to to offer them? Yeah. Uh, if they have the talent and the 
you know what they say, if you could come up with the good, if you have that, uh, you, you shouldn't give up and you should be nice. Don't have an attitude. Just be a nice person. Respect other people because you wouldn't believe what I've seen. I mean, I've seen guys that were super talented talk their way out of the business. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if you are talented and just along with that, just be a good person and that'll get you pretty far. So basically you want them to check their egos at the door and just like get real and do the right thing. That's kind of what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) And that is the way to go because, you know, I know when I worked in the music business, I mean, the egos, I would deal with some of these lawyers and and I was like, uh, no, you're not like cursing at me. No, I don't take that crap. But I'm just like hanging up the phone and I'm thinking, no, (laughs) not going to (laughs) happen. But that's more easy. Yeah. (laughs) So you have a Facebook page. How can our listeners stay in touch with you? What is your Facebook page uh, address? It's just my name, Alan Child. Cool. And if they want it, Pedo, I'll put the link to your show in the show notes. It was DDTV? Oh, oh, WWDD Corporation. DD Corporation. Okay, cool. Yeah. I know you need to, like, wrap this up because I know you have a show to do this evening, so I don't want to keep you. <laughs> I want to say thank you so, so much for being here tonight to talk with me and to our listeners and to give us those pearls of wisdom. And I can't wait to get out to Vegas and see your show. I've definitely got to catch it because I've got the bug now and I want to go and want to see it. And, um, and again, if you're ever here in Tampa or if you need me for anything, to just let me know and you know, give me a shout. Well, thanks, Don, and uh, thanks for having me. And let me know when you're out here and we'll, uh, we'll rock the Rio. <laughs> Sounds good to me. All right. And for those of you listening out there, thanks again for stopping by. And remember, it's never too late to begin to live the life of your dreams. Rock on and rock out, and I'll catch you on the flip side. Namaste. 